My biggest lesson probably from entrepreneurship as a whole was stop digging around with learning and start just implementing like messy action. That idea of messy action I keep hearing about, I was not here for it. And now I'm like, let's just try something and see how we can improve next time. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, have you been thinking about creating a freedom lifestyle by starting your own podcast? Well, lucky for you, I have created a new one-on-one podcasting program. From starting, branding, marketing, monetizing, and scaling, we cover it all. If you're interested, send me an email at hello at theoffbeatlife.com with the subject line podcast program to learn more. Again, email me at hello at theoffbeatlife.com with the subject line podcast program. I will see you there. In this episode, I speak with Mackenzie, who is a remote copywriter for powerhouse female coaches who aren't afraid to stand out, spice up their industry, and make a real name for themselves. As a conversation copywriter, she writes everything from sales pages to website copy to email campaigns and beyond that sells your sh- for you and sounds more like you than you do. She's also a copywriting coach for those who want to learn to master their own brand messaging. So listen on to find out how Mackenzie has been able to help female entrepreneurs spice up their industry and branding through their messaging. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to speak to today's guest. I'm here with Mackenzie. Hey Mackenzie. Hey. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yes, I can tell you about me, my favorite topic. <laughs> so I'm Mackenzie B. Fleming. I'm a copywriter for coaches. What a copywriter means is basically I write all that stuff that makes you money, like website copy, um, emails, launch copy, social media, things like that. I live an offbeat life. I started in the corporate world. I got my degree in professional and technical writing and right away went into a Fortune 500 company where I worked as a copywriter for, um, I think it was three years and I was I was just not about it. So now <laughs> I am running my business full time. I work with the most freaking amazing female entrepreneurs to write words that make them a ton of money and to teach them how to write their own words that make a ton of money. So I could not be happier. <laughs> I love when I hear people talk about transitioning to something that really lights them up, right? And that's definitely you, Mackenzie. If anyone ever meets you or even just listens to your voice, you have so much energy that you bring with you, you know? And I think it definitely resonates with the words and the things that you write, which is incredible. Yeah, I get very excited about this stuff. It's funny to hear you say that I bring energy because if my boyfriend heard you saying that, he would be like, "Um, I'm sorry, she sleeps all day long (laughs) when she's not working. But I definitely like this stuff hypes me up. You know what? It's because it takes a lot of energy out of you, all this stuff. That's why when you're not working, you're sleeping. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
I, I'm the same way whenever I'm not working, when I'm a, whenever I'm not doing my podcast, I'm like on the couch, a couch potato. That's all I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I can't move. I'm like, bae, bring me like a Bev, like bring me some food. My legs don't work anymore, even though I haven't moved from my computer all day. It's fine. <laughs> I know I, I have like my laptop and food on top of my chest <laughs> and that's all I'm doing working typing and eating typing and eating. love it yeah that's, that's <laughs> my day but anyways <laughs> so when you left your corporate job what was it like to really work for yourself right and prepare for this journey did you do anything to really make sure that you can make this more sustainable for yourself yeah, so I actually, my transition was pretty smooth because I did start my business as like a side hustle and it was in the same, you know, niche and industry, copywriting. So as soon as, basically as soon as I started at, at the Fortune 500 job, I was like, I would go home every day and I would be like, I am like, I did not get my copywriting fix. What I wrote was super boring. Like I need to do more copywriting. So I just started my business basically right off the bat, but it was a side thing. I was writing anything and everything for all different kinds of businesses. I didn't really know where I wanted to be until I was right about to leave corporate. I decided, okay, it's time to niche down. I'm going to do B2B tech, which stands for business to business technology. So I'm like, cool, let's do it. So I left it was pretty smooth transition. I had saved up some money. I wasn't like, I wanted to save up more. My mom didn't talk to me for a little while because she was like, this is a bad move. You need to save money. You're going to like die. And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, so it was, it was smooth though. I would have liked to maybe waited a, like another month or so, but it was just the right time. My team in corporate was kind of a bit of a shit show and I was like, well, everybody's leaving. So I guess I'll peace too. This is my, this is my cue. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, this is a sign. I need to get out of this place. I need exactly. to start my own. <laughs> So what would you do if you could do it differently? Do you think that you would do the same thing? You'd make the same decisions or do you think you'd do anything different? I like that I had started early and like, got a grip on what I wanted to do a little bit. I mean, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. Um, because then I switched completely to working with female coaches. But I liked that I had like experimented a bit, I felt like by the time I got into my full time, you know, business, just doing this, I had like a better understanding of where I wanted to go instead of kind of like, let me just try everything and see what works, because that's the type of person I am. <laughs> but I had already gotten that out of the way. I also would not have, well, this is kind of, doesn't have to do with my business, but before I left, I was like, I still want to do copywriting, but maybe not here. Like maybe I'll find a different job. And I was looking for jobs like in the office on my computer every day, very blatantly. And I probably wouldn't do <laughs> that again because people were like, Mackenzie, like not to like be whatever, but like you can't keep trying to find new jobs at this job. Like we all see you. And I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. You all know I don't like it here anyways. It's cool. <laughs> I love how you you were just like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get out of here. All of you know it. And that's, that's okay by me. <laughs> yeah. 
So when you finally left, when you finally had those side hustles, turned that into an actual business, did you have a what now moment? You know, because we all have that, right? We finally got the nerve to to leave that job to do something that we really love to do, allow us more freedom and to do what we're passionate about. But what happens when you actually do it? What was that moment like for you? So I love this question. I because I don't know if I have like a what now as much as I have like a what next. Like in my mind, my mind was always like spinning. I always had all these ideas. Here's what I want to do. Here's where I want to go. This is what I want to build. Like even like, oh, this is a cool lead magnet I want to sometime create. But I was just like, holy sh! Like, what do I do next? Like, out of these things, like I don't know the right move, the right order to put them in. And I remember I um, had invested quite a bit in having my website um, designed. I'm like, okay, I'm leaving corporate. I need to have this baller ass website. Invested a lot in it, time and money. (laughs) Then as soon as it was finished, I was like, okay, so that project's over. But like, (laughs) where am I getting money now? So that was it for me. (laughs) you're like, I don't know what to do now, but it's going to work out somehow. And I think that that's really when you first start out, you mentioned this, it's like, what do I do? How do I make this work? Because there seems to be a lot of steps, right? Because for, for us who have been doing this for several years, when we talk to a newbie and we lay out the steps that you have to do, it sounds really overwhelming for someone who's just starting out. But then when you're doing this for a long time, it's just the steps that you take. So it's absolutely normal. So it's kind of interesting how you feel when you start and then when you're in the trenches are two completely different things. I mean, you're still panicking, but it's a little different. No, I 100% agree. I feel like there's just, this is the shit that school doesn't prepare us for, like entrepreneurship at all. And it's like the internet has tons of great information, but that's the problem. It has so much good information. And it's like, what do I read? What do I follow? What It's all so overwhelming and I definitely let it get to me a lot of like I'm I'm like a perfectionist 100% and like pretty hard on myself with my business and everything so if I'm like oh let me read like one more blog before I like actually implement everything these last 400 blogs I've talked about because I want to make sure it's perfect the first time and it's like I my biggest lesson probably from like entrepreneurship as a whole was like stop sticking around with learning and start just implementing like messy action. That idea of messy action I keep hearing about, I was not here for it. And now I'm like, let's just (laughs) try something and see how we can improve next time. I agree with that. And I think I've been seeing that more and more lately, especially with Clubhouse when you're talking to more people. There's this trend, well, not trend, I mean, it's always been there of paralysis of analysis where you just keep researching, you just keep trying to go out on Google, making sure you have all the information that you need. But at the end of the day, here's a little secret for you. You're never going to find all the answers, right? And you're going to find the answers as you take messy actions, as Mackenzie is talking about, because you learn, you grow, you learn, you grow, you learn, you grow, you make mistakes a lot. And every day, honestly, for me, 
there's always something brand new that I have to solve. And that's actually how you keep growing is when you make those mistakes, when you stumble. So it's so interesting. Being an entrepreneur is really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like making those mistakes 100% taught me so much, made my business so much stronger, made me so much stronger. But I will say I do not ever regret like having a coach, like finding someone who has been where I am and has gotten to a place I want to be helped me immensely. Like, because I just felt like I wish there was someone I could ask these questions to. I made the mistake. Hello. of always calling my mom and being like, Hey, what's up? Oh, not much. How's the dog? Cool. Like, (laughs) what should I do about XYZ in my business? And because I had nobody to ask, and I just wanted an opinion. And then whatever she said, of course, I'm like, No, mom, you don't know anything. Bye. So it like (laughs) never worked out. Now I've learned not to do that. So I thankfully like have a coach still just, it's such a great thing to have like a sounding board and a support from someone who gets it because people who aren't entrepreneurs, like just don't get how all of it works, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, it's interesting when I I see people do that, right? And I did this in the beginning, too. I'm like, I could figure this stuff out on my own. Why am I gonna spend money on someone like that's so expensive, please, like I could do this. And then six months later, you're still in the same spot. If anything, you dug a deeper hole for yourself. Yeah. And not to say you can't do it on your own, like you definitely can, but it's definitely a lot harder to do it. And honestly, if I didn't have a mentor and a coach and just people helping me along the way and also a community, you know, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't know, still wouldn't know what to do with like a microphone and tech because I'm just not technologically savvy. So (laughs) um, it's just, you definitely need to help, right? We can't grow on our own. We need other people and we need that support for sure. Yeah. And I want to like point out that what you said about community, like that's what I should have said from the start is not just even like having a coach, but having any kind of support, like a community, like friends, like no matter if they're like met through Instagram and you just like DM or call every now and then, but they're like entrepreneurs who get it. It's just so helpful to have somebody who feels like not in it with you, but like you're in the same like arena and you like keep running past each other. But when you run past each other, you can like high five or something. I don't know. It just feels good to know like there's someone else who understands what you're talking about and can maybe give some sort of sound advice. Absolutely. And you know what it is too? The things that we want to do is still considered abnormal, right? And what we do is not something that you typically learn in school. Like you mentioned, Mackenzie, no one really talks to you about how to handle this stuff. You know, you don't, I mean, there's business schools, but then there's real world business. And there's two completely things that it just doesn't happen that way. And also the usually the people around us don't know what it's like. So it's hard to even talk about it. And most of the time, because we feel so isolated, we just shut up. We don't do anything. And that's why having, like you said, having that community is so important. And especially if you're doing remote work now. Now, now you're even more isolated because you can't really right. see anyone. So that's tough. Yeah. And I think one of my biggest mistakes 
and I didn't even really realize this or think about it until yesterday when I was in a clubhouse room talking about like the value of community. But I think one of my biggest mistakes was I remember getting started and like, obviously there's like cool people that I'm following that maybe I want to reach out to, or like I'm seeing people who are like have their entrepreneur friends that they meet up with. And I'm, I'm just like, okay, head down, eyes straightforward. Let's just focus. Let's just go. Like, don't get distracted. Don't make friends. And then it's like, no, like that when I started making friends and like building my community and making all sorts of connections and getting to know people was like when things really took off for me. I I feel the same way. I think that's such a great thing to finally realize is to have those people who will really support you and also give you advice when you need it because they really and truly understand where you're coming up from. And that's why when you have social media like Instagram, Clubhouse, things like that, where you can find those types of of people, it's so great. So for you, Mackenzie, when you were trying to transition to creating your own income, your own business, making more freedom for yourself to do what you want with your life, how did you actually land your first client? Oh, man, I don't even remember my first client (laughs) because so when I started and I was at my Fortune 500 company and I was like going home and like, I want to work, I want to still work. I did all this like how to find freelance writing jobs and I came across Upwork and I was like, well, let's try it. And I did that. And so that's definitely probably how I got my first like client on the side. And then uh, my first client off of Upwork though, I, I still don't even know. I have a bad memory, but there's been so many of them. So I used to do just a lot of random shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I hear people say that, Mackenzie, because it takes a little bit of time to find your footing and which industry you really want to be in. So you have to go out there. You have to figure that out in order to do well, because then you know exactly where you want to be. You're happy with that. And it's going to become so much more sustainable. I 100% agree. Like that is something I'm like proud to share is like, Yes, I wrote like blog posts for a pest control company, but I don't regret a second other than it being gross was like, I was talking with someone um, in Clubhouse a while back and they were talking about like, I've been in this niche since day one. I've only worked with XYZ people since day one. And they were like really proud of that. And I was like, that's cool. But like, I'm also really proud that I have been everywhere. Like I've tried all the things and it's given me like, just so much experience that you think wouldn't help in my writing or in life, but it really does. I agree with that. And, you know, for me in the entire 20s, my entire 20s, I was really figuring out myself. Like I was an art teacher, a therapist. I was a gallery manager. I was a photojournalist. I had my own like uh, art class for kids. Like it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Um, (laughs) I had like an online um, merch business. Like this is a lot of things that you have to do to really figure it out. And I think when people don't do that, I mean, obviously there are certain people that just really know what they want to do right off the bat. And I think that's incredible. But for people like us, Mackenzie, who are struggling with that, right? You don't know what you want to do. It's just the 
going out there and finding that out yourself, that really helps, you know, because that's really going to allow you to see where you fit in. Yeah, I remember like so clearly, I have this memory that I was at um, my corporate job. It was like a few months after I graduated and I already knew like, this was not the job I wanted to be at for very long. But I had no idea like, do I want to go back to school, which I was thinking I did for a little while. Do I want to like, I don't know what kinds of other writing are there. And I remember just texting a group chat of my friends. And I'm like, does anybody know what I should do with my life? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, I just really wish someone would say like, this is what you need to do, like what you want to do. And then I will figure out what I need to do to actually do it. Like (laughs) I am in it to win it. I will do whatever I need to do, but I just need to figure out what that thing actually is. Like that was the hardest part. Yeah. And once you figure that out, I think it just keeps going up for there from there. And I'm not saying it's easy, but at least you know where your place is and you could focus and hone in on that, which is a really good feeling. <laughs> yeah, I think entrepreneurship was like what I've wanted all along. And I just had no idea because I don't come from a family of any sort of entrepreneurs. And I just didn't even think it was an option. And then I remember like, I just did a bunch of weird things. Like I was like, I'm going to start this nonprofit with this person who like hit me up from Craigslist. That's a (laughs) true story. Um, And I'm like, because I just wanted to start and build something so badly. And then I was like, oh my God, I can get paid and like make money doing what I love and I'm really good at. (laughs) Like, why don't I just do that? (laughs) So how did you finally find your niche How did you know that copywriting and helping other people really find their story and building a brand from that and creating an impact was something that was really your zone of genius? I love this question because it comes back to the community thing again. I didn't really know I was going to just like be a like general copywriter. Like, I don't know what I want to do. I'll write everything for everyone. It doesn't matter. And then I was talking to, I hired um, a social media coach. Was she a social media coach or strategist something? But we like, she's like, so what's your niche? And I'm like, oh, don't have one. And she's like, no, like, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. Let's figure out who you actually want to work with. And if she hadn't like sat down and like, I don't even think that was like part of like what I was paying for, but she was like, let's get this right for you from the start. So we like looked at, okay, who have my clients been in the past that I've really enjoyed? And I knew I didn't want to do like business to business technology anymore because that was just a bunch of old white rich dudes that thought I was incapable of everything. And I'm like, bro, you have no idea. I'm actually really fucking good. Um, (laughs) But I was looking at like the list of clients and I'm like, oh, I keep like having client, like coaching clients. Like these coaches keep coming to me. Like, I I guess I like working with female coaches and she's like, great, let's do it. And that was like, when I realized the, there's a whole world of this, like the coaching industry and online, like the whole thing is like, I'm just so happy I got to where I am because I could not be more like in a better, like, this is the right spot for me. And I'm so happy I finally found it. Yeah. And if you didn't try all those other things, you wouldn't be where you are right now, because that's really how you find this out. Exactly. Okay, Mackenzie. So I'm going to ask you five rapid fire questions and you have to answer in one sentence. Are you ready? 
Oh my God. I'm so nervous. Okay. <laughs> what is the worst food that you've ever eaten and why? Edamame that I made last night in the microwave. <laughs> oh, that's like one sentence. But no, my second sentence is why is I don't like the texture. I don't like the taste. I even tried putting ranch popcorn powder on it, which I know sounds bad, but like, I was like, I'll, maybe it'll, maybe it'll work out well, but no. It's just like, no, this is not going to no. work. <laughs> not, a, not an edamame girl. What has been the best money you've ever spent while abroad? Oh man. Um, so I went to Portugal with my friends after college. That was like my only like trip abroad that wasn't with my family. So I would say just spending the money to get there because I probably didn't do anything like or that bottle of wine that I drank out of a like I put two straws together like one inside the other and like <laughs> drank out of this bottle of wine walking around Porto and like that's probably like the best seven dollars I've ever spent. <laughs> I love how Mackenzie's just walking around in the street with a bottle of wine and two straws. That must have been fun. Yes. <laughs> People are always like, wow, how'd you make that straw contraption? Because I always did it through college. And I'm like, honey, like, you don't even know. Like, I'm, just, I'm really good. I'm a great engineer, apparently. That could be another source of income for you if this, you know, copywriting thing doesn't work out for you, Mackenzie. Yes, you just came up with my future. <laughs> so describe what your ideal day looks like. Ooh, sleeping in until however late as I want and getting up and not having to like have anything on my schedule. That's like, you must get to this right now. And, um, wearing yoga pants, being surrounded by my cats, honestly, probably working, like getting some work done, like checking in with clients, opening up some emails to get some client feedback that they're like, holy shit, this is amazing. And I'm like, I know you're right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, that would, that would be the, day and then the end would be watching Real Housewives of New York City with my girl Countess Luann <laughs> and um, drinking wine out of a straw. <laughs> okay, that is the best day ever. I, I love right? all of that. And also the fact that you added in drinking wine with a straw. That's amazing. McKenzie. Always with a straw. I like I basically don't know how to drink liquids without a straw anymore. It's, <laughs> it's kind of concerning. <laughs> If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Flying. Where would you fly off to? Like the first place that you go? Well, to be to be honest, Debbie, I would probably get my um, my flying feet on straight and just go <laughs> around the house a few times to make sure I was comfortable with it. And then it's like, who fucking knows? The world is mine. <laughs> be like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to uh, fall down the sky outside. I'd rather do it here in my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather fall on my own roof. Yeah, pretty much. So what's the one thing you wish you did sooner? Um, I feel like there's like an obvious one that I can't think of right now. I'll say this because I'm looking at my vision board, started saving money for a house. Mm. Let's say that because I would love to have purchased a house by now, but I just, I love a good shopping spree <laughs> online, of course. Don't we all, especially during the <laughs> pandemic. That's all we can do. That's fun. <laughs> exactly. So let's fast forward to about 30 to 40 years from now, Mackenzie, and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Oh my gosh. So this answer would have been different like two weeks ago. I had a bit of a revelation. So I was like, 
I'm very go, 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 got to like work and get shit done and make moves, like all about the destination kind of thing rather than the journey. I wanted to make like my first million dollar year before I was 30, like these ideas. And then I was like, why am I doing this if I'm not like enjoying the journey, like the time that I'm doing it? Why am I like stressing out to reach these goals that I think I need to reach? Like if they're not even enjoyable. So in 30 to 40 years, I would say I am not dead from a heart attack that's related to stress. I am thriving on a beach somewhere with so many cats because I bought a second house for my cats um, <laughs> or got, you know, an addition on the home. I love a good cat and dogs, but I just collect cats. But the legacy I would want to leave behind, I guess is just, it's hard to say this because it sounds so cheesy, <laughs> but my biggest thing with like the online world and my like business in general is just like, I hate saying it to be yourself because I feel like there are so many people just putting on whatever they think they need to put on. And for a hot sec, that was me too. I was like, Oh, I can't curse on Instagram. Like it's unprofessional, blah, blah, blah. Like toning down myself. And now I'm like, Hey, let's just fucking do us and let the people <laughs> who like us come to us be obsessed with us because they're, they can relate so hard and then make all our money from there. So I would say like my legacy would just be like people saw what I built and felt inspired and felt inspired to do it in a way that was like super a hundred percent them. Also when you are just being yourself, it's so much more easier to be on social media because yeah. Oh I my don't, God. So I, much easier. It's so much easier. Even like on stories, I don't care. Like I'll just put stuff that I'm doing. I don't do it. Like, yeah, I don't redo things over and over again. I'm like, just, this is me. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like write something and then go back and be like, like I would write it like I would want to write it. And then I would go back and be like, okay, now let's remove all the curse words. Let's remove any references to like wine or booze or whatever. So <laughs> you're like uh wine all day with my two straws. That's it. With my two straws. Yep. <laughs> I love that Mackenzie. So if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Head to my Instagram give me a follow. I also have my website, MackenzieBFleming.com. So M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-B as in boy, Fleming with one M.com. And you can find all my socials through there. I've got my Facebook group, the Conversion Corner, um, copywriting for coaches and consultants. I'm everywhere. It's all kinds of fun. Oh, and join Clubhouse. Come hang out. I love a good clubhouse room too. <laughs> That's actually how Mackenzie and I connected is through clubhouse. And she has such an incredible energy that I'm like, I have to have this girl on my podcast because she's amazing. God bless clubhouse. Gotta love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mackenzie. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Mackenzie. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to create a strong and consistent brand voice for your business. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. 
We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to TheOffBeatLife.com to subscribe. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold. <laughs>